Hello, hello, how do you do everyone? Welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday, February the 8th, 2021. It's Gary Gillen here and I'm your host for this week's edition and I hope everyone is doing ace and your anticipation towards 55 continues to build and build despite yesterday's blip in Hamilton. More about that in a wee bit here. So unfortunately I need to start this week's pod on a bit of a sombre note with a tribute to a great blue nose and a friend of NARSA, Jim Bailey, who sadly passed away last week. In my experience, honestly there are very few Rangers supporters who just command reverence and respect from fellow fans across generations and and continents really and, and looking at the tributes posted all over social media last week you can tell that Jim was one such man and fan you know I first met Jim and his wife Helen at the Calgary convention the NARSA convention back in 20 uh, 2008 sorry I was going to say 2018 there 2008 where and I think this is true maybe someone might uh, correct me if I'm wrong but where the the Bailey loyal flag made its public debut and I remember, I remember seeing the flag in the hall at the time in, in the Western Hotel and thinking, I wonder what that is, I haven't seen that before. And then Andy Cameron, on one of the nights, Andy Cameron was the MC for the, for the convention back in 2008. And he was going around just looking at the, the flags and making some comments on them. And he, and he asked, what's the Bailey Loyal? And Jim and Helen proudly announced at the time that it was their own wee club of two. And Andy didn't quite know what to say to that, you know. And anybody who knows Andy Cameron would know he's not a man to be lost for words. And that was uh, that was the main introduction I remember in terms of, of meeting Jim and Helen. And we met a number of times at subsequent conventions and I always did look forward to spending time in both Jim and Helen's company. And and the thing with Jim was that one of the one of the great things about him was we always just got him the very same way. Direct, enthusiastic, passionate to the core, not afraid to tell you straight if you're making an arse of things or to provide any suggestions on how to make things better. And I appreciate people like that. And, and Jim was, was certainly a, a great guy, you know. Truly great guy and genuine big time blue nose. Rest in peace, Jim. And if I'd like, if I can, pass on my sincere condolences from everyone at NARSA to Helen, Evelyn and the entire Bailey family and, and friends. And Jim, we'll bring 55 home for you, my friend. Moving on to our game segment uh, for this week. Last week saw us play two games. The first one was a tight and stuffy 1-0 victory against St Johnson at Ibrox with Hadji scoring a brilliant winner. Um, but unfortunately, I, like a lot of other Bears across the world, didn't get to see the full first half due to RTV technical issues. And we'll have a wee bit more about that in a wee while here. But uh, the, one of the main things from the game was another post-game notice of complaint that involved Kamar Roof, which the referee saw the incident and dealt with the incident, but for some bizarre reason we see fit to re-referee games in Scotland, games that involve us, which I'm sure is a complete and utter coincidence, of course. But on this occasion, the good news is the club have stood up for Kamar and we'll find out tomorrow, Tuesday, whether we're successful in the appeal or not. Hopefully we are. The second game was an utter garbage 1-1 draw against Hamilton, away to Hamilton yesterday morning in the early kickoff, 
with Hamilton scoring both goals and Rangers honestly turning in their absolute worst performance of the entire season from beginning to end in the game. Uh, and the game concluded, obviously, as you'll remember, with the equaliser coming with, I think it was literally the last kick of the ball, and scored by the same player who, for some reason, was only booked in the very first minute for face-smashing his elbow, or smashing his elbow into Conor Golden's face, I should I should say. <laughs> and, you know, so a first and last minute impact from the lad, and just incredible why he never got a red card for that in the beginning. And just incredible that we didn't have the maturity and, and sensibility to see the game out at the end. A real downer, you know, we're all desperate to get these points racked up to get 55 in the bag. And for just not to show up against a team who we've had some very favourable results against this season was, was very, very disappointing. However, we didn't turn up and we were fortunate to get the point and it's one point closer to 55 as well. This week we're back to just the one game with no game in midweek and it's a home game this Saturday against what was up to maybe now with the appointment of Tommy Wright as the new manager, a recently tanking Kilmarnock side and the game is this Saturday morning at 10am Eastern Standard Time and with Tommy Wright as the new manager maybe you'll see a bit of a, a rot being stopped, we will see. I guess I don't know that we had too much troubles against Tommy when he was manager of St Johnston once we once we got the team up and running to be the solid unit that we are right now. The last time we played Kilmarnock at home was back in mid-August where we ran out 2-0 winners with goals from Roof and Ryan Kent. And then you might remember this one because it was quite a poignant one in the season when we beat them 1-0 at Kilmarnock around the beginning of November and what was at the time the first major real litmus test for how good this team actually were. And there was a bit of nervousness going up into the game because we hadn't had any favourable results against them, specifically down in Kilmarnock over Steve Clark's time there and you know the, the, the couple of years prior under Stephen Gerrard and we did get our answer that day with yet another clean sheet and another goal from Captain Fantastic James Tavernier and what was his purple patch in scoring this season so 2-0 in, in August and 1-0 in November I would take any of those scores this coming Saturday and it's the first of two home games in a row in the league sandwiched in between the first leg of the Europa League last 32 tie away to Royal Antwerp and we'll talk a wee bit more about that next week. Just a quick aside in terms of, of the the league table and league standings right now. This and the next midweek, the mob from the East End will play their two games in hand to bring them back level on games played with us. And then they can stop talking about all this drivel about how the gap really isn't the gap because they have game in games in hand and things like that. So the game this week is away to St Mirren in the most beautiful town in Scotland, probably the most beautiful town in the world, if, if I'm actually being honest. And we already know that St Mirren is not an easy place to go and get a result. We, we had that very poor result back in December in the League Cup, you'll remember. And the other is a home match against a collapsing Aberdeen who came out with the chairman's vote of confidence for the manager today. I think it's 1-1-8 or something they've had now. So I think based on Aberdeen results against that mob from the East, we'll all know what result we can expect from that particular one. After these games, we'll have a clear reflection on what we need to do to progress our status from Champions Elect 
to champions proper and I'm really looking forward to that as well. It just looks a bit disjointed when you look at the table and you don't have the same amount of games played. So points per game in terms of the results that have occurred from last week, we are on 2.71 points per game now, which is down 0.06 from last week with the draw that we had yesterday. And that mob are 2.12 points per game, which is up 0.08 per game from last week due to their narrow win over Motherwell. We're still very clearly ahead on the points per game ratio, and we now have played... Uh, what's that now? 28 games. So I guess one more game and we played the same amount of games as we played last season before the season was cut short. So I'm just keeping it real in case any of that junk happens to happen again for this season. From a Rangers TV perspective, we unfortunately had our first real widespread nightmare of the season this past midweek. The weekend was okay. But the midweek game against St Johnston was was awful. There was just before kickoff, around about maybe an hour before kickoff or something, there was a cryptic message posted on social media. I seen it on Twitter, and it stated, "Due to a third party provider fault, out with our control yesterday and today, we have had problems with our ability to help users with some email inquiries. There is now a fix in place for this, and we are working through any remaining customer service inquiries." As quickly as possible. So I'm not 100% totally sure what that meant. It was obviously just talking about the service and support through the email route, but what it seemed to manifest itself into was a whole bunch of inconvenience for a number of bears across the world who didn't have feed for the first half or didn't have feed for part of the first half and then it switched to St Johnson TV or certainly St Johnson TV commentary for the first half as well, which I guess is okay if you're still getting to see the game. But the it just wasn't it wasn't cool, you know, and, and unfortunately we are, you know, kind of bombarding R T V with requests for help and updates and, and knowledge of what's happening and, and what we got at the time was we're investigating, we'll try and figure out who it who it is. And then fortunately for the start of the second half everything seemed to be back to normal and the second half was fine. At the time of recording this, which is Monday night at almost 7pm my time, which is Calgary time, the we sit here with the, the knowledge that the root cause of the issues from last week are still yet to be determined. We're not 100% sure what happened and it hasn't been pinpointed yet, so if it hasn't been pinpointed yet we don't know how to fix it. So I'm told that investigations are ongoing and of course once we know more about that, we will update everyone via our regular communication channels. One thing I have discovered also on the back of the recent change to the new platform for single sign-on is that now the app doesn't allow casting to Android TVs or Comcast TVs any longer, which is a downer, a downer for me because that's the type of TV I have. And we have inquired with Rangers TV as to what happened and if there's going to be a remedy for that. And I can confirm it's something that's definitely on their list of things to fix. I'm just not 100% sure quite yet when that's going to be. So again, if we get any information on that, we'll certainly share that with everyone just in case you've been experiencing the same. I was really enjoying watching it on the TV at home during the lockdown and now to, to revert back to either my 
computer screen or my uh, iPad is not is not the best viewing experience, I have to say. So, uh, onward and upward. And just a, another plug for RTV vouchers for any NARSA members. If you want any information on the RTV vouchers, please reach out to your club president or secretary and they can get in touch with me and we will do our best to get you sorted out on that. On to our convention update, no specific updates this week for Las Vegas 2022, which maybe isn't a bad thing since we had a wee bit of activity on that over the last wee while. What we have been doing over this last while is continuing to tidy up things from an admin perspective on the 2021 Bramalee convention. And what we did in the background was we had a, a number of people, a handful of people, organised buying the purchasing, pre-purchasing of tickets and that really helped us out with our testing of the ticket purchasing solution. So we, you'll, you'll remember for folks that bought tickets for San Francisco that we went electronic for the first time and we were just retesting that. So we get people from, you know, literally all over the world to help us to make sure that it works, to make sure that they get their tickets okay and to make sure the money flows through into the appropriate account. So the folks that around the world that did help us with the ticket sales and and got confirmation of those tickets will have at least received an email confirmation that the refund is coming your way. I know at least one person who's actually received the funds, but if you haven't received the funds to date, don't worry about it at all. It's only been a couple of business days since we since we put the deposits through and sorry, the, the refunds through and they will be on their way at some point this week, I would imagine. And just one last thing on the convention, just a reminder on what I mentioned last week there in terms of trying to bring a more intimate or smaller family feel to the larger convention that we're going to be having next year. If you have any ideas or know anyone that has any suggestions or you've seen something done very well in similar types of events, please by all means get in touch. We'd be happy to hear from anyone on any of that sort of thing to make sure that we give it as much thought and planning as we can. So the feature segment for this week is just a wee bit of, a, of an update in case you happen to miss it. Last Friday, actually last Thursday, I had the pleasure of sitting down to, to interview Colin Stewart from Rangers Football Club, the, the former Players Benevolence Club and the Rangers Youth Development Company director. And we put the interview out on our podcast platforms on Friday morning, our time, Friday morning, North American time. So Colin went in a great, a great level of detail on the great work he's been doing on behalf of the club in both organisations. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, I would I'd really encourage you to check it out as it is really quite informative and, and hopefully quite entertaining as well. He's got some stories in there too. And you can, of course, find that on our YouTube channel, which is Narsa Communication or on any of the podcast platforms that you can access this pod from as well. So check that out if you can. Just another wee reminder from last week, the the call for stories for the the for Stuart Thompson's book that he's going to be doing, 30 stories detailing Rangers fans' travels to, to follow Rangers. I I don't mind admitting that I was a bit surprised I didn't get any responses on that or any, any responses offering up any stories. I did get one response from Robert O'Neill from the LA True Blues saying that he would have to pass as he was washing his hair. And for those that don't know Robert, he has as much hair as I do. And for those that don't know me, I have as much hair as uh, Kojak and Howie Mandel combined. So... 
Uh, nice one, Robert. Thank you for that. But if anyone has any stories they would like to share, it's going to be quite an easy process that Stuart will follow to, to get the information from you. You don't have to write the chapter or anything. You just have to provide the content and he will write the chapter on your behalf. So as I mentioned last week, Stuart can be found on Twitter at Rangers underscore Bogner, B-O-G-N-O-R. And or you can get in touch with me and I'll pass your details on to Stuart as well. I have to believe there has to be some great stories from some great bears in North America that can that can make their way into Stuart's book. On the Soccer Academy and My Gears session that we held yesterday for the last few weeks or the last month or so, maybe even, I was calling it the soccer schools and then we, we kind of got our knuckles wrapped a wee bit last week that it's rebranded to the Soccer Academy. So apologies to everyone for not being quite up to speed on that. But we are suitably educated now. We did host the session with both the Soccer Academy representatives and, and the Majors representative yesterday with a number of NARSA members and friends. And it was yesterday morning, our time, Sunday, just not, not too, too long after the... Uh, the Liverpool Man City game and we changed the timing of the event on Saturday the, the event was on Sunday but we changed it on Saturday so as not to give any Liverpool or Man City fans an excuse not to attend and I have to admit I'm not 100% sure that that actually made any difference whatsoever in the attendance numbers which is a wee bit of a shame we didn't get quite as many people on as we were hoping but we did get a good cross-section from across the continent when and it's and it's a good start it's the first time we've done something like this and and hopefully the information that was shared was valuable enough for the people there that they would be encouraged to tell other people about it and if we do something like that again that they would like to be part of it from the the club we had gary gibson and ian greer from the soccer academy and natalie nairn from the commercial and projects or commercial marketing projects group as well to take us through what we were doing the first part of it was on the soccer academy and it, they gave us information on the global reach of the Soccer Academy operations as it is today, the plans and strategies that they have for further international market expansion, the content of what can be expected to be delivered as, as part of the offerings that they have and the, 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 the platinum gold and silver engagement tiers that they went through. Uh, Ian did take us through an overview, a demo actually, a live demo of the online academy content which was brilliant. Some of the, you know, the way it's all structured, the library of things that you can do, the narrative that it, that it provides along with the video and, the, and the, you know, the equipment list that you would need to be able to run that for your own club. It's a tremendous platform that they have and, and the content is, is excellent as well. And, and this part of the session was summarised by Gary and Ian, essentially asking for our help as, as NARSA to help introduce them to any potential groups or individuals that that could maybe help them further the Soccer Academy footprint on this continent here and expand this important side of the business. So that's a genuine call out to everyone from North America here. If you're listening, if there is a, a football club, a soccer club in your area that you think might benefit from even just a conversation, then please, by all means, get in touch and, and we'll, we'll put you in touch with the right people to, to keep these conversations going. You never know. And, and they're not going to be very, very heavy on the sales. They're, they're looking for information gathering as well, you know, to, to gain some intelligence about what the market does here. So no club too big, no club too small was that was a message that they had, they had given us yesterday too. So, so please don't think that, you know, they wouldn't be interested in your local club or, or someone 
someone's club that um, that you know of as well. From a manager's perspective, Natalie took us through the existing membership setup as it stands just now and, and shared with us that there's currently over 28,000 members signed up and of that 28,000, here's a fun fact for you, around about 500 or so of those are international, so out with the UK. So 27,500 in the UK and 500 international. We had a wee bit of a chat about why we thought the international part was was so low in comparative terms with the, with the UK support that they've received. And we did talk about some website challenges and, and sign-up challenges that were prevalent in the beginning when it first it came out, which I believe have been overcome now. But um, yeah, it was, it was quite an interesting stat. It's good to hear data like that so that it helps us just get an idea of, of quite where we stand and sit in terms of overall support from an inter international fan base perspective. Natalie did explain that the monies from MyGears goes straight into the club almost instantaneously as soon as the VAT is removed, is what she said. And that, that will always be the case with all all monies raised from MyGears, which was something that Brian and I, Brian Campbell and I, through all of our conversations with Natalie on MyGears, have been saying we need to know where the money's going, we need to know where it's going and and uh, that messaging now is out there. So next steps on my gears is that we have pretty much finalised a promo flyer specific for NARSA detailing the international my gears membership and the benefits that, that we can get as, as purchasing fans and also the benefits to the club for for every membership purchased as well because you'll, you'll know that we haven't really truly done any advertising on that at all on behalf of the club because we never really had any collateral and never really had any any real confidence that our needs were being fully met which has been acknowledged by the club as well so that's that's not a thing that they don't know about but as soon as we get this flyer we'll do a bit of an advertising campaign and we will hopefully get a few more sign-ups from that for monies that are going directly in to the club at the end of the session we were going to do a random draw for the last six memberships the club had given us 10 memberships five adult and five junior and because a lot of people were falling off the call at the end because they didn't want to stick around for my jails natalie very kindly says we'll give everyone on the call right now uh my jails membership so it wasn't i think that there wasn't too much more than six on the call at that point anyway so it worked out great for everybody for sticking around see that's what happens you're always getting benefits if you stick around <laughs> the sessions that we organize uh, but honestly it was a, a really great session and a, and a unique opportunity to chat with folks integral to club operations stuff like that jazzes me up i know it's certainly not for everyone but i love to i love to just see and, and feel the inner workings of organizations to to get an idea of, of how better we can help, how better we can understand how operations work and how better we can maybe support those as well and see where we can collectively and individually help push things on for our great club. Uh, one last thing on it, we did record the session, it was a Zoom session and it was recorded so I know that Ian Greer is going to be editing it this week, hopefully this week sometime and taking away some of the stuff that was kind of shared in confidence with the audience at the time and we'll get it packaged up and get it sent out there for people who missed it to, to view it if you, if you feel like it or people who participated in it to view it again just to, to refresh your memory on what was covered there too. But yeah, a good a good session and, and good overall, thoroughly enjoyable. So 
We're just about getting to the closing part here for this week, but I'm happy to tell you after the success, the technical success and hopefully the listening success of the interview with Colin Stewart last week, we have another interview scheduled for this week. They're coming thick and fast now. And this time we're going to go outside the club and I will be talking to Mr. David Edgar of the Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast. And for those that don't know um, David Edgar, he's he's a, a friend of NARSA. He was in Calgary as the heart and hand representative covering the convention in 2018 and did a great job covering all the events, really going global with a lot of the communication that was there and also doing the live show at the Palomino on the Sunday afternoon leaving do, which was... I was part of it actually and it was great fun and uh, the way he started the session in the first uh, sentence or two caught certainly caught everyone's attention and it ended up being a great day. But what we'll be discussing is, is David's history and as a, as a Rangers fan and his dealings in the Rangers Supporters Trust, the evolution of the Heart and Hand podcast and how this has helped create what we now know as fan media and our contribute to and create fan media and the current media work that he does for press conferences, game coverage and things like that. It's going to be a lot of fascinating stuff shared there and and, and they, David's a great guy and I'm really looking forward to chatting with him and having him in the opposite chair for a wee change and being in the interviewee rather than the interviewer. So all being well, that will be recorded at noon my time on Thursday, this coming Thursday and all being well, we'll be able to get that distributed on Friday morning for you as well. We do have some other interviews lined up over the next couple of weeks with folks from the club and we will genuinely start making a move on the Narsa Club history pods as well over the second half of February as well. We've got the technology locked down. If you heard the Colin Stewart interview last week, there was still a wee bit of clunk on some of the uh, some of the sound and things like that, so we're going to iron that sort of stuff out and then do a good job on the club stuff as well. What I would like to do is ask if there is anyone or any, anyone or anybody or any party in our organisation that you'd like to hear from, that you'd like to be listening to as part of an interview, then please do let us know. You know, we are we are fortunate, the reach that we have with, with the NASA executive, that we have access to a variety of resources within the club and, and on the peripheries of the club as well. And, and the ultimate intent of this podcast, the whole reason it was conceived back in, in December there was was basically to, the word I like to use is edutain, is educate and entertain everyone and give you information that you didn't know before. Some of it you'll be more interested in than others, of course. But if there is anything that you'd like to hear from, um, by all means, please do drop me a line and you can reach me, of course, at rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's with any suggestions that you might have. I'm not promising we'll be able to make every single request happen, but we'll certainly do our very best and it won't be for the want of trying if it doesn't materialise. So that's about it for today, folks. Thank you very much. I'm sincerely hoping that we get to put this Hamilton junk out of our system and get back to really taking it to Kelly on the weekend, the new manager or not. Thank you very, very much for taking the time to listen and please remember to share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. Take care. All the very best, folks. Cheerio.